Greetings, game lovers. Do you consume a lot of caffeine when you're farming for loot or grinding XP? I myself often have way too much coffee, and lately I've been replacing a cup with Liquid IV's Yuzu Pineapple Flavored Energy Multiplier. One stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone, with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and five essential vitamins C, B3, B5, B6, and B12. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code WIFPUNISH at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code WIFPUNISH at liquidiv.com. We're going to break that. Yeah, almost definitely. We should jump right in, even though I don't know exactly where we're starting. But this is the With Punish Games cast. I'm Nick, joined by AJ Suave. Um, and, uh, season, season's greeting, Suave. Y- yeah. I'm I was going to say 2X Suave or something. <laughs> I think we're going to do... The plan here is because we're a little late on a normal episode we're gonna and it's that time of year it's everybody's favorite season where everybody does lists of games and That's we want to do that but we also have i've played a shit ton of things since the last episode so yeah, we need maybe. to do something kind of we're gonna we're gonna record all this at one time, but we're probably gonna split it up into two episodes and just do a normal one, and then the other one will be game of the year stuff. Cause we are recording this halfway through December, and it's about that time. So I have my list ready to go. Put it together today. <laughs> nice. I don't even have a list again. Yeah, it's fine. So I just got some highlights. I got some gaming highlights of the year. I played. Yeah. I completed in total eight games this year. Wow, Where? that's crazy. <laughs> so, I technically, I technically only completed twenty out of a lot that I played. So, so if, so if I don't count the games I completed, there's probably fifteen. Yeah, that I, that I played. Yeah, I counted them all up at one point. I want to say I touched like 50 games this year or something, which is pretty average for me. Yeah. Yeah. But in years past, I would complete all of them. <laughs> so, so not to bury the lead. Are we burying the lead? No, the lead's in the front, but we're throwing it to the second episode. Yeah. Because all that talk is for p- part B. Part part B, part two. <laughs> yeah, why yeah. Well, the, why can't the parts be letters? Act two. It could be part A. It's it. You just never think part A and part B. That's like assembling IKEA furniture or something. But actually, you know, it's assembling. I just did it. What? All day today. Not all day. Three hours worth. Probably two and a half. Okay. I assembled an arcade one-up NBA Jam cabinet. You had to put it. You put those together. Yeah, they come in like a big box. It's kind of a pain in the butt. Oh. But, uh... I never would have guessed that. Doing. And the parts were labeled with letters. 
Yeah, so that's what I mean. Pertinent information. When so, you do furniture, it's usually letters, yeah. You played 50 games this year. How many I games did. have you played since the last episode? Oh, man, a lot. <laughs> um, so, leading... leading 47 Basically, of those 50 games were played no, in the last month. <laughs> uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, Okay, but, uh, 13, more than I thought. 14. Yeah, I mean, I didn't complete hardly any of them, but I, I did play about 14 games since we last recorded, which is insane, kind of. But um, I did a Game Pass extravaganza, and I touched a bunch of things, uh, two of which were really good. Cool. But um, I played some games. I brought yeah. some stuff to this part A. You're ready for part A. I got some stuff. I played a uh, dookie little uh, beat 'em up called Fight and Rage. It's that time of year when the when the brothers get the games yeah. out and uh, play fighting, fighting, bra- fighting fight beat 'em ups, fight 'em ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we did Fight and Rage. And we did a lot of Battletoads this year, which I've already talked about on the last The newer episode. Battletoads? Yeah, yeah. Mm. My, his kids love that game. Really? Yeah. That's good. That's good for uh, that developer. I don't even know who made that one. <laughs> it's it's fun, but um, I also play Cocoon. Hell yeah. Which I'm sure we'll get to. You so did also I. You played that. Yes. I am just about... I'd say 80 to 90% of the way through Evil West. Oh, interesting. So okay. uh, I got that. And then um, you and I checked out Grand Blue Fantasy <laughs> yeah, vs. Rising last night. Yeah. And uh, I should add that to my list, I guess. Later on, I went back and like went through all the tutorial to see like what they added to the... Because the, Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising is like the Redux uh-huh. version of... Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. And yes. so I, I, I peeped out like what's different between the two games. So like I'll I don't have a ton to say about it, but I think there's some they did some interesting things that I think yeah. that can segue into uh you know, part B because a big chunk of part B is gonna be <laughs> a fighting games. game. Fighting games for me because like <laughs> fighting games pretty much how I played. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh that's what's up. Let's talk about Cocoon. Yeah, let's talk about Cocoon. That um, let's you that's... know what you know what we should do. What? We should golf clap Cocoon. Yes. Yo, we're on the same page. We're on the same yeah. page. Start. Oh, Cocoon is so kicking good. Kicking it off. Kicking it off. Good. Yeah, I I like adore that game, and it was uh, for everybody's awareness. It is on Game Pass right now, and it it it's seriously like two hours long. It's very short. Took me four. And but oh wow so uh, clearly i'm smarter than you yeah maybe no, it's i just i'm re- i'm really noticing lately that i just crush yeah, you're games speed in term in terms of time and um For i me, i if you yeah. look at the how long to beat average of a game i come in right at that average every single oh, time oh really i'm like it's spot on for me you always are like i beat I'm this in like it. 2 hours and i'm like okay good it's not that long and then nope i'm always yeah. And like some, I I don't always like. Normally, I like to go see every little thing that I can. Yeah. But like, I don't always do that. So I don't know. I don't know where you make that time up, but whatever. I don't. Superior I don't gamer. know either, honestly, because 
this came up, I was talking with other friends about Baldur's Gate and, like, where I'm at in Baldur's Gate in terms of, like, progression of the story. You're speedrunning that, too. I feel like I'm spe- apparently I'm speedrunning it, but I have, like, done everything I possibly can and come across, and I look everywhere at everything, and I talk to everybody, so I don't really, I don't know. I don't do you know ever what... just stop walking and taking the scenery? Yeah, I do. Do you ever use I the speed walk? run scenery taking. <laughs> do you ever use the walk instead of the sprint just because you want to look at the environment? No, I don't <laughs> do that. But you can't move any faster than the default movement yeah, in Baldur's, Baldur's Gate. Gate. So <laughs> I'm just speaking in general for games. But not really. no, I usually don't. I usually don't just walk around stuff. Yeah. I, I am sprinting from every point to yeah. every point constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I'll actually, that'll be relevant to something else I want to talk about later. But let's talk about Cocoon. Uh, so Cocoon, like I haven't played yeah. a lot of games this year. Yeah. And I haven't had a ton of time to play games. So like when I sit down to play games, I'm usually like, I want to bite into something a little meatier than a game like Cocoon. Yeah. But playing Cocoon, and I like, I'm just going to say Cocoon a thousand times. How many times can I say that in in one? We could one, start keep tr- keeping track. Yeah. Cocoon counter. Get it going. <laughs> if we did, if we actually recorded our video, we could. That would be funny. Um, but it's like one of those games where it was like I don't want to say life affirming, but it's like okay. gamer affirming. Where I, I, when I was playing, I was like, oh man, this is like why I love playing video. It's games. such a video. Like, game. This experience is like why I love the medium. Yeah, and uh, that's like real high praise. I think kind of that you give to it, and like you can totally. I can. I can say that about lots of different types of games like it's not just like this one thing right but like the short just uh phenomenal experience that that game was it was just one of those games where i was just like oh my god it's like round of applause yeah like when the credits rolled i was like fist bumping like yeah 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 it and like pretty much anytime you do anything in that game i was like fist pumping yeah and like yeah like this is so cool yeah uh, we should explain what it is real quick Cocoon is a puzzle game, I guess, primarily, where you're, like, some insect, but some, like, alien futuristic dimension-jumping insect. Yeah, I don't know. And not Don't worry about the the context, because I think experiencing that yeah, is, like, part of what's cool. It is. I, it I is, would say yeah. it's very, like, because Josh bounced off this game, and I was kind of grilling him. It's like, yeah. you know how... You go into a Zelda temple, maybe not, um, not New Zelda, classic Zelda, classic Zelda, where you gotta like step on this switch and then move this, yeah, block the puzzles to, of Zelda, to yeah, stand on this switch and then that's how you progress. It's just like constantly that, mm-hmm. um, with an inventive like portal, pretty much mechanic, kind of like portal, yeah, which has you like jumping in and out of worlds, and um, once you get it's like an orb that you're carrying on your back that you can go into the orb and the orb is a world. And yes. then there's switches in all the worlds. And then once you acquire multiple orbs, then you it's can orbs start on orbs on orbs. And you can start really like jumping portals through different areas to, it's really hard to explain. <laughs> I don't want to explain too much. Cause I think it's like, that's, what's cool. About Revealing it. it, it yeah. Or like it's not, yeah, experiencing it and, and it revealing itself to you is very yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. And pl- plus, every time you solve one of the puzzles, you're like, oh my god, I'm a freaking Menza. 
Yeah, I'm and smartest, I'm the smartest person ever. I felt, yeah, I totally felt that way. <laughs> and I think the way that game is designed in terms of puzzle solving is amazing because perfect constantly sh- perfect show don't tell how how to that. Uh, yeah, that and it'll lock you in a space, and you'll be like, "Oh shit, am I?" Am I screwed? Did I screw myself? Like, what and if I miss something? No, you didn't screw and yourself. It no, just you didn't. Want you to be wandering around. Yeah, it doesn't. Find, yeah, it yeah. prevents you from getting lost, which is like so amazing. The other thing and that's really more good about games it, like that should do that. The other thing that's really good about it is the audio cues in it are sublime. Yeah, like, the audio they, is awesome in general. Yeah, in general, it's awesome. But like, it's like a lot of push the boulder or staying on this switch type of puzzles. And like you'll kind of stand, you'll go to an, an area and you'll look at it and you'll be thinking like, how do I do this? How do I do this? And you'll move a couple things around, and like, okay, I'm figuring out how this contraption works. Yada yada yada. When you start moving the right pieces into the right places, the game's music will kick in and yeah. be like, it'll be like, that's uh. right. So it, it like, yeah, it, it gives you this like little experience of, of like dopamine dump where like okay i know how to solve this puzzle i'm solving the puzzle and while i'm solving the puzzle the the heavens have opened up and the lights are pouring <laughs> down on me and the angels are all singing my singing me through They're like this is like, the right yeah, way yeah, yeah it's so good how it works bro it it's is just, good it, it's just like stuff like that like little game design choices like that just make the experience like like really tight and yeah and like the puzzles get pretty complicated. It's not like it's. Uh, oh my god, they get complicated. Yeah, it's yeah. not like it's. It's not like it's an easy, easy game. So just no. those things were awesome. It, it made the it made the game like really fun to play, really satisfying to to push through. Every yeah. every environment was every time like you solved the puzzle and the next door opened. Which by the way, game has the best door opening animations of any well, game ever. Everything in general, animation-wise, is so beautiful in that game. Yeah, it's cool. Like, it has such a cool style. It's it's almost cel-shaded with, like, like flat colors everywhere, but it's much more shiny and, like, textured. And it all of that combines into, like, it's... Not only is it, like, really fun to play, it's really exciting to solve puzzles. It's also... And the sound design is, like, constantly rewarding... It's just beautiful to look yeah. at every single second, basically. Like the doors don't open; they like curl into each other gracefully, yeah. and then yeah, go and then, and then a bridge doesn't go across an area; it like unfolds, yeah, and 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 then breaks into pieces, and then closes back up again so that you can travel you know, across it. You know what it reminded me a lot of was Scorn, in yeah, terms it did, it of. Did. In terms of like how things like a walking experience kind of yeah yeah, 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 and and like and how gross some of the animations are when you like stop and think about them Mm -hmm. even though even though Cocoon is like beautiful it's nothing but beautiful basically and Scorn is disgusting and there's some beauty to how disgusting it is but like it's it had that same like visceral reaction every time something like that happened in Cocoon like things would like unfurl and Mm -hmm. like devolve and uh whatever like weird fleshy bits would do things and it's just which is a previous episode title actually i think (laughs) weird fleshy bits it's something like that fleshy bits i think is a uh yeah yeah um 
Yeah, Cocoon is uh, amazing. So I highly recommend it. It is totally worth whatever time it takes you to play it. And not to, not to spoil part B, but is it on your list somewhere? Absolutely. Yeah, oh, absolutely. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, it is definitely on my list. Honestly, we'll talk about it on our on part B, but making my list was like not that hard this year. Yeah. Um, which you know, we'll we can discuss later, but. Um, yeah, Cocoon is definitely there. Highly, highly recommend it. So, um, how'd you like the ending? Not to spoil it, but I thought it was awesome. Thought it was really cool. You think there'd so, be a sequel? Uh, I don't know. And actually, I forget. I should have done a little research because I forget who made that game. I don't know if it was like a new studio or not. Like, like one that just does like one-off things like they wouldn't do a sequel or something. I can't remember, but I don't know. And honestly, this is there's so many things relevant to Cocoon for something I want to talk about later, which is Talos Principle 2. I don't know if I would want them to make a sequel. Well, let's, let's jump right to Talos Principle 2. Yeah, we is it, can. Is it because Cocoon does puzzles good and Talos doesn't do them as good? Is that, no, is that where you're going with that? They're, they're just so similar in terms of... Like your description of like push a block onto a thing and like mm-hmm. wait for a door to open and whatever that that's literally what Talos Principle is. Yeah, and um, so Talos Principle two I feel like was somewhat of a surprise. I I don't know that we like knew it was really coming and then it kind of was just suddenly announced earlier this year and then it was out. And I loved the first Talos Principle. We talked about it in two v one. Pretty sure I was the only one that played it at the time. And it's a very, very cool experience of... It's literally just a basic puzzle game, but on this, on top of it is this, like, layer of philosophy that is really interesting. And you, in in the series, you play as a robot solving puzzles. And spoilers for Talos Principle 1, the reason you're solving puzzles is so you can prove that you as an artificial intelligence within a robot body prove that you have sentience decision-making sentience, like a conscience. You love and games about sentience. I do. That's I really, thing. That's I thing. do. You like, you like books about sentience too. That philosophy. Well, I love big, I love high concept thought like philosophy. It's, it is, it is very interesting and it's, that's, Constantly. Ba- that's that's a broad category though. If we if, it we, is, talk, if we talk it high is. concept, is it is it any high concept that you like? Or like I feel like this philosophy of self, uh artificial Yeah, I guess that is, is like, like a, a like specific a, thing. In 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 vague high concept or in high concept, you know what I'm saying? Well, so a lot of it and this is what Talos Principle Two is about. A lot of it comes is, from Netrunner? No, no, no. A lot of it a lot of it kind of all relates to each other. So like all philosophical concepts are based on what is it to be a human? Mm-hmm. Essentially, that's like the why are we here, what are we, etc. Those questions are philosophy. And so in the first Talos principle, you're doing all of these like basic puzzles of like pointing things at doors so they open and making sure that they like stay open and putting boxes on switches and stuff. And all of that is proving to this 
basically overarching program that is testing you constantly saying, do you understand what it means between good and evil? Do you understand what it means to be a human? Do you understand all of these, you know, all the typical things that we deal with being alive, right? And so at the end of Talos Principle, you basically wake up in the real world. Like the whole time you as this robot were in a simulation doing all of these tests, which were the puzzles. And at the very end, you wake up on Earth and see there are no humans. (laughs) There is nothing left. Everybody is dead. And it turns out that we as humans released a virus due to global warming from you know buried ice like some some bacteria was awakened from ice melting and it literally killed the entire human population <laughs> and so somebody some scientists knew this was going to happen every like we knew it was coming it was like this thing that we had time to prepare for so that they tried to seed intelligence so that humanity could live after the s- sort of sort of so it's not like um and and I really appreciate that they didn't fall into this trap of sci-fi where people tried to preserve their selves yeah in terms of like uploading their brains into the internet or whatever that that is not what this series is about at all what it is about is the the term the the name talos principle is is the idea that anything that has conscious thought can be des- can be described as a human So specifically a human, like we make decisions that are at another level higher than like most animals. You know, we, we do a lot of things similarly to like, like apes and whatever, but, and, and other animals like dolphins and stuff. But at, at some point we're different and that's like the concept that it's based on. And so these robots have to come to grips with, okay, we're here now. And we think very similarly to humans. Like, they have conflict. They make decisions. There isn't... It's not all driven by logic, like you would think a computer would be. And so, now Talos Principle 2 is basically all of that stuff. What a human deals with in their life, the human condition. How do you apply that to what a robot society would struggle with? And so, 2 is basically all of these questions kind of again... But from the lens of a society of robots, so like so me, they still can't you, taste or feel or anything. But does the game layer this philosophy on with like story and dialogue, yeah. or mm-hmm. does it give you puzzles that emphasize? It's it's all dialogue and uh and like text. Honestly, so you're just doing normal puzzles that could yeah. be applied to any game, and yep. then it's giving you kind of story and and context and. Yep. And thus, the issue with maybe a sequel didn't need to exist, right? So, I think the concept of doing those puzzles in the first game is a great idea to house the the question of proving sentience. Like, you can do these things, you can make these decisions to to overcome complex situations your sentient essentially is what the first game is so let me ask you this though why couldn't a computer do those puzzles in the first game 
Well, well, they, well, they are because you're a robot. Like they're they're trying to prove why that a couldn't robot a can... non sentient being do this puzzle I mean, in the first yeah. game. That's the that's the like the suspension of disbelief kind of thing. Like okay. all throughout the first game, it's way less story focused because this is from a developer crow team that basically just made a first person shooter forever called Serious Sam. <laughs> like and Serious Sam random. is a very Serious Sam is a very silly yeah, yeah, it's a very silly shooter genre. And they come out with this game that is like really crazy and uh yeah the simple the gameplay is relatively simple but in terms of like what they're talking about and discussing really high concept and serious and um so like yeah you have to suspend the okay what does solving puzzles actually prove and in the first game a lot of the stuff behind the scenes of solving the puzzles is you'll do these You'll do these like text adventure type things where it it asks you questions that are philosophical questions and you just answer them. Yeah. And there's no re- th- nothing matters, the answers don't really matter, but it's meant to have like a wrapping around the puzzles of like oh, this this AI is proving it would it would know it shouldn't hit the old lady in the street, you know, or like it should prioritize the safety of others in general. That's that's how they do it is through text and dialogue and stuff. And 2 does the same thing. <laughs> but 2 has like way more dialogue like that now there is a society of robots and they're all they all have different goals and they want to do different things and they're struggling with uh the only thing they need is power. Like they don't have infinite power. They have to be like charged like batteries. And so they have to have a way to generate power. I gotta be charged like a battery too, but I charge myself for sleep. Well, they sleep. They sleep too, but that is like when they're charging. It's very funny how like they parallel that with humans. Humans Um, Humans as in me and you, not humans as in any being. Right. That's right. That's right. And they use that a lot. Like that they really lean into the the Talos principle is a thing written by um I forgot to look it up, but it, it's Somebody a real with the last it's a real Talos. No, it's a real concept. It's I think it's a Greek thing. Um Talos the story of Talos is about a, a robot that was given sentience, basically. And they refer to themselves as humans throughout the game. And it's really weird. It's really weird for, like, these very obviously, like... They look like the iRobot robot, like how they showed yeah. I ro- the iRobot story in the movies. That's basically what they look like in this game. Did you read that book? Is that why you said that? I did not. I want to, because I like, I like a series that Asimov has written before, so I, I'll get around to it eventually. For some reason, I thought iRobot was Phil P. Dick, not Asimov, but... No, it's Asimov. He's the one that wrote the law of robotics, basically. Yeah, yeah. There, there's more than just iRobot. I think it's like three books or something. Um. So, Talos Principle Two is a lot of the same things of the first game, and on one hand, that was cool, and I really liked it, and I was like totally sucked into it. I'd like that's all I played for the last two weeks or so. But on the other hand, I just kept thinking, like, man. They came up with some really new, cool things to solve puzzles with, but is it 
like valuable. Like I don't know how valuable it was, but at the same time, I really liked the story, and I thought they did some really cool stuff with the story in terms of like how it progressed. And I liked all the new, like there were actually characters in this game now where there were no characters the first time. And it was neat, but like... It sounds weird to me that you're torn. Well, because... It's like you're praising everything, but then still questioning its existence, and I just don't understand why. I, I don't, I don't under, I don't really, I don't really know how to explain it, but there were, there were a lot of, there were a lot of puzzles in two. Like, I feel like there were so many more than one. And there was a lot of them that were, like, super easy. So it kind of... But but also some that were, like, stupid hard that I actually needed to look up help. And it was just, like, this strange thing where, like, I remember playing Talos 1 and just being like, man, this is brilliant. Like, I love everything about this. I'm not annoyed at any of these puzzles, even if I get stuck on them. I'm I'm not blowing through them either. They all feel like they matter kind of. And two, there was like times where I would just like rip through puzzles. Like I'm just like ripping through puzzles and I'm like and it felt time wastery. Yeah, kind of. Yes, kind of. And and there was like gameplay I, for the sake of gameplay so they yes, could deliver yes. whatever. So they else could the so they was. could write in all of this yeah. other stuff and like they could have done that anyway. You know, like so the conceit of Could that game, though? I don't like know. This, this is a common complaint that you have about games where you like the non-gameplay part of the well, game. Well, they need to tune, like, yeah, they need to tune yeah. it better. Like the, like the tuning, they could have, they could have probably eliminated like 20% of the puzzles or something. And, so and actually, like, so you're they, saying like the pacing is bad or just they didn't have the, they didn't have the. So there's a, there's a good answer to this. Two is open world. Uh, the first one is not. So two is two is all these discrete maps that you like travel to, and there's a certain number of puzzles within those maps, and you have to like literally walk to the puzzles across. In some cases, decently large maps, yeah. and there's no and there's no fast travel at all. Yeah. So there's a lot of time where you're just running around in silence. Yeah. And and nothing and there is really nothing valuable from that outside of the game is pretty. So like some some of the visuals are really cool, the landscapes are really cool, and some things look great. But the the way the maps are laid out and like some of the uh optional stuff within the maps, it takes a long time to run back and forth between things. So like my playtime, even though I was sprinting the whole time, Probably 30% of that is when nothing is happening. And that's yeah. not good. Like, that yeah. that's a problem, I think. And so, like, I had all this time where I'm running between things to and think... So now you're thinking about To it, think, yeah. like, man, what am I doing? <laughs> like, why, why am I doing this? What What is um, the point so of this? 2023, AJ Suave is constantly facing... A kind of that same existential question, like is is right. my um, exactly, and I I feel like part of it is it's this is a wild tangent, so apologize, but part of it is like I feel like so much with every medium that there is, TV, movie, film, it comes down to like corporations really owning rights to a thing, mm-hmm. and they're 
we're in we're in such an era where we have content for content's sake. Yeah. And like that that you know, you, there doesn't need to be a new Lord of the Rings show, or there doesn't need to right. be another Game of Thrones spinoff, or like all these things. And if you like those things, that's fine. I'm not saying I'm not essentially giving my opinion on those things. I just mean in general, that's the idea. Yeah. And and that applies to like you know everything. I watch a lot of wrestling. I think they do too much. I think they do much do too much wrestling. I don't need that much <laughs> programming. Yeah. Like, you know, every streaming platform is putting Disney Plus is putting a billion Star Wars, a billion Marvel shows on there at all times, so that people can just consume, 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 consume. And like for me, like I generally like to keep up with things. Yeah. So there's just a constant evaluation of like, is this, is this something that is like me on the hamster wheel of consuming content or is this something that's actually enriching to my life and like mm-hmm. that that applies to games you know as much as it applies to anything else and yeah totally so i can see where you're going with that it sucks that you have experienced that i think in my old age not that i'm that old but like since i've had a kid and since i have a full-time job i'm like more yeah um, stingy with like where my time goes and like if I'm not like if I'm not like really itching to play something a lot of times like I won't even sit down right and um, even then even when I really want to play sometimes I don't have the sometimes I don't have the energy at the end of the day yeah to do that too so like it sucks like is that maybe Maybe it's a, a combination of getting old and of just, you know, that content farm, that content churn is like, it's exhausting to me. It's, well, and it, it's the, the act of figuring out what is worth your time is exhausting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like not only do you have a, t- a ton of things to choose from, but the choosing is hard. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 100%. That's profound. Yeah. And that was what I was thinking about most of the time playing that game yeah, while we were, also liking a lot of it. When we were in our group text, is that what you were talking about when you were like, I don't know why I'm playing. Yeah. I was, time? as weird? I was playing, we were talking about that as I was playing Talos principle two. And I was like, you know, what am I doing? Yeah. But I also was playing that every single chance I got. <laughs> so so the, also the funny thing is, is like, I have this whole conversation about how I don't like to just content churn. But like the two games that I do want to play are the games that I put 700 hours in, and there's like yeah. not anything that I can experience that's new in those games. Right? Either. It's yeah, just like so yeah. I don't I don't know what what, what I'm yeah. walking conundrum. I don't like what. The, well, or, I I'm I'm sure you've experienced this, and I don't know that we've ever like verbalized it. I know Alex and I talked about it a lot. I don't know if it ever came up on two v one, but like the act of starting a new thing is a lot yeah like you might be really excited for a thing but actually sitting down to do it and no especially with video games pretty much this only is video games like you know you have to tv shows too so uh, for me specifically i'm i don't like i think with tv shows i'll drop them like immediately you know like i have no problem like if after the first couple episodes i don't 
I'm not into it. Yeah, I'll just I, drop I, so it, you know. I can do that too, but then it's like, man, I wasted watching. I wasted my time watching those like half yeah. a season. It's five. It's five episodes. Five hours. I just gave yeah. it to nothing. I, it's true. I, I for some reason I just don't like think about it that way. Yeah, but it's true. Yeah, and like with games, you have to sit down and like learn new systems and mm-hmm. get used to it play how it plays and like get back into a universe if it's a sequel or something. I kind of have this like weird thing where like if I decide I'm gonna play a game, I will like do my due diligence to try and get through that game. So like for me that decision yeah. is like a lot more weighty. Like I won't try things because like if I'm trying this, it's because I want to play it. And if I want to play it, I want to mm. see the whole thing. Oh yeah, that's I'm the total opposite as yeah. you'll see with and and every time I do Game Pass stuff, like yeah. I will just dip my toes and do a bunch of things seeing if anything really grabs me. Um so, so. All this, all this philosophy, good discussion. What else did you dip your toes in? What else have you touched? So, real some quick ones off. Give me some ones. Okay, that some, you don't some need quick to spend ones. A lot of time on you know, you know, it's one we don't need to spend a lot of time on, which is hilarious. That? That's Starfield. <laughs> oh no, no one's spending a lot of time talking about Starfield. We could be the only podcast that spends time talking about Starfield. I know, like <laughs> of of the couple that I routinely listen to, anytime Starfield comes up, people are like, eh. You know, I played it. I feel bad because, like, <laughs> there's a lot of guys that I work with that are like, Skyrim was the game that got them into games. You know what I mean? And Or, like, Fallout. Skyrim and Fallout I mean, are, like, yeah. touchstones. Of, yeah. And, I, and and that's not me. Like, I didn't play either, either of those games. That's so crazy. I know. So, yeah. like, that's a blind spot for you me. You were too busy in college. Yeah. 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 That's a blind spot for me, and I just don't. I don't, but but so many guys would be like, oh, what's this? And I'd be like, oh, you know that developer, they got stuff coming out. Here's here's the space version of. And they're like, eh, I could just play Fallout because Starfield's <laughs> basically just Fallout except worse somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah it's I I so I'm that person. Uh, you know, it's really interesting. The only game of Bethesda in the time span of podcasting for us that you enjoyed was fallout four. Everything else that I love of Bethesda was long before we started podcasting. So I love elder scrolls four and five. I've played a little bit of Morrowind. It's also good, but it's, I just wasn't there at the time and it's old. I love fallout three I love Fallout New Vegas. And then when Fallout 4 came out, it was when we were doing 2v1, and we're, like, way more jaded. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is the same fucking game. They've been making the same game forever, forever. The same game. And so whenever they announced Starfield, however long ago, it was like, okay, this is their chance. This is their chance. To do so something. didn't a lot of the original Bethesda team break off and form Obsidian? Am I crazy about no. that, thinking that? No, Obsidian is just another studio that happens to exist, and they made New Vegas. Okay. Uh, they've, they've done their own thing and been around for a long time. They just had the property to do. They they okay. were given the license to do New Vegas. And, and Obsidian also made The Outer Worlds, which... 
if you go back and listen, I have the same problem. The Outer Worlds is just Fallout in space. It's not good. <laughs> I but is, I I feel like there was like what's hype the for better, that. What's the better Fallout in space game? Is it Star World or that's, is it Starfield? That's that's an actually interesting Starfield. question because Outer Worlds is a tight focused thing where uh, there's no like random generation as far yeah. as I know. And I still didn't really like it. I fell off it pretty quick. Starfield is Bethesda taking their randomly generated quest shit and also randomly generated planet type stuff to the extreme and not making any part of it good. Like they they like relied Dang. on the fact that you could like endlessly do things, but none of those things are any different than what this is, you've uh, been doing? This, this is pertinent to our is my time. Oh, that I'm absolutely. In this thing. Oh, absolutely. Quality. Yeah. Okay. So Starfield was supposed to be quick. Is there like a, is there like a group of college gamer that are loving Starfield that, that are just like smoking all the time and have eight hours a day to just dump into video games and they're just like, oh man, look at all this stuff I could do. It's possible. It's possible. And that is like a really good question. That that is a super we, good question. That we won't answer here. <laughs> I don't know anybody that's nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> I know a couple like fifteen year olds that are in my family and I should so ask do I, them. And they don't play nothing. You know what GTA. they play? They play GTA. they play or Fortnite. Yeah. They literally play like two games. Yeah. Like I don't know if like what we do in video games I don't know how common it is in the the current young generation honestly hey we have some younger listeners i don't i i, okay, we I don't be. know actually yeah i don't think we do <laughs> based on statistics pretty sure they're our age <laughs> but um let us know what are you yeah. playing yeah i would love to know um i'd like to know that honestly i'd like to know that about all of our listeners really yeah there's nowhere to reach me anymore because I'm yeah, and and I don't pay attention to social media <laughs> at all either. So I we have our email it's withpunishgame at gmail dot com. <laughs> I never say anything about it, uh, but it would be fun. We 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 should do like a listener shout out if you want to write in to yeah. Tell uh, us what you're playing. We'll mention tell us it. what you're playing. We'll we'll read your name, give you some uh, publicity, and uh, yeah. yeah, just just let us know because like. You know, I feel like our episode uh, variety has like shrunk a lot with with both of us like you know not oh. playing as much as me especially. But that when we started when we, when this became whiff punished, that's kind of what I wanted it to be anyway. Mm-hmm. That's that's definitely what I prefer. Um, yeah, so I'm just curious what uh what are you guys playing? Are you playing anything? Do you just listen to us because? You like the sound of our sultry Dul- tone Dulcet voices? sounds, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sultry, yeah. Does that make sense? Whatever. It does. I think I have a sultry voice. Starfield is uh, not worth your time, though. <laughs> and we'll just, we'll just say that. It's not worth your time. I was okay. very disappointed in that game, and I had no expectations, literally at all, and I was still disappointed by it. And that's... That sucks, man. I think Elder Scrolls Six is not going to be a, vi- a good game. I just don't think it's going to be a good game, and that really hurts to say because Oblivion 
and Skyrim. Skyrim had its faults too. Oblivion is like a goat for me. Yeah. Like that is one of the best. That's like a nostalgic experience still for me is like well, they've launched first... on every console ever, so you could, you know, you could go back and. Play. Oh man, I've played, I've played Oblivion. <laughs> like, I, I haven't touched it. I haven't touched it probably in like ten years, so it's been a while. But I did revisit it in college, and I was like, "This game's amazing." You should do. Um, I'm. I, I guess announcement. I got child number two. That's about two weeks away. So I don't. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know how much. You know. But anyways, I was gonna say we should. Um, Next year we should do an episode of the goat games for each. That of would us. be cool. Yeah, like yeah, we li- should like a lifetime thing. You know, since we can't do game of the year episodes, it's just quite as good anymore. With just game of like all time, we'll just games. do games of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should because yeah, I've never stay sat tuned, down. Listeners, and I've never sat down to make that list. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Anyway, Starfield, whatever. Uh, not really worth discussing anymore. <laughs> But we did discuss it quite a bit, actually. Yeah, yeah, a little, a little bit. Yeah, the everything surrounding it, not the game itself. I didn't tell you a single thing about the game itself. <laughs> uh, should I keep going? Yeah. I I checked out the new Forza Motorsport. What'd you think? It's fine. You, your, Gran- your heart belongs to Gran Turismo. Is that Gran, Tur- Gran Turismo? Is, has, your heart belongs to Gran Turismo. You're a Sony guy at heart. It's it's well, it's really taken. Gran Turismo Seven is the is the that type of sim racer that you should be playing. Not the like super hardcore one that you literally have never heard about, but the ones that you have heard about. Gran Turismo Seven is the one that you should be playing. Forza, the new Forza is like fine. It was fine. And I uh, didn't feel the need to put a bunch of time into it where I did everything I could up to a point in Gran Turismo. And they actually added more shit to that game for free. Would you go back to it? Gran Turismo? Mm -hmm. Eventually, probably. Because that's like how I do racing games. Like, I've been wanting to now put more time into Dirt Rally. Did you play it this year or last year? Gran Turismo was last year. Yeah. You know, the only game I actually wanted to get on PlayStation outside of Demon's Souls. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, like, because they give the PlayStation <laughs> metrics at the end of the year. Barely used my PlayStation this year. <laughs> oh, speak of the, you know, I barely used mine. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, keep, go ahead. Not to cut you off. I keep derailing the conversation No, it's, here. No, it's okay, because these are quick hitters. I don't have a lot to say. Forza is like, it's fine. I wouldn't play it over Gran Turismo. But if you only have access to a PC or Xbox, Forza is like pretty good, I guess. <laughs> I also would probably just say play Horizon. Don't play Forza Motorsport. Yeah, but it's not a sim. It's like you're looking for two different things. I, I know. Would say play Hot Wheels. <laughs> Over Horizon? Really? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I played. I put more time into Hot Wheels than I did Horizon. Probably. That's pretty funny, actually. That's that's yeah, funny I'm to ch- think about. I'm a child at heart, bro. Yeah. Um. I I I played a tiny bit of City Skylines too. I didn't really like the first City Skylines. Again, don't have a ton to say about it. They did some cool stuff with two, but I I've been checking the subreddit for that game. It sounds like it's a mess for people that actually really like it. So maybe wait on that a little bit. Let it me, also let me ask you some City Skylines questions. Can I ask you some City Skylines sure. questions? Yeah. Um, I think because we've talked about in the last year, two years. I got into Civ, and so we have mm. talked about like like builder stuff, 
builders builder games. I don't know for lack of a better. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because Terra Nil was one of the games I played this year. That's right. Um, I didn't get so, around to that. Yeah. So I was just gonna ask: Is is City Skylines not great to you because you feel like you don't have a direction for things? No. Or is it is it like? Uh, I no. Like, I feel like we've talked about it before, where you were saying. I'm not interested in. Mm, in I am being not um, creative. Um, so for I creative would con- sake instead. I, and yeah, I know what you mean. I I would consider myself a creative person, especially when it comes to logistical type things, as an engineer, mm-hmm. and I lo- like that's why I like Factorio a lot, and things like Factorio, builders like Factorio. City, City Skylines, Skylines is not. City Skylines has some of those things. It's really cool. And I played a bunch of Anno 1800 last year that is like another city type builder. City Skylines is cool. Like I like the creativity there. The thing that I don't enjoy is that Anno much. Is Anno 1800 the one that's analogous to Doom? No, no. Anno 1800 is analogous to Oh, to Doom, Dune. To Dune, the Spice, Dune Wars. Spice Wars game a yeah. little bit. Dune is probably more like um, Civ in weird in a in a weird way. It's more like Civ, uh, where like you're not really building up as much in Dune as like it like you you're limited in those little like z- zones right in Dune and and Northgard, which I played both of those games that's, this year. That's the game I was looking for. Yeah, like you're you're limited in what you can build per zone. Yeah. And it's like that's, really limited. But yeah. um Yeah, the thing with City Skylines is I just don't love roads. I don't want to manage roads at all. Like and that is primarily what that game is based on is managing so you, traffic. Do you not manage like transportation of materials in Factorio? You do, and you have total control over it. Where City Skylines is like this um You build the abst- thing and they randomly Yeah, the yes, yep, yes. Yep, it's like this abstraction of yeah. of a city. Because you so can't like, control what people do. Like right, they yeah, yeah, right. it makes sense. That is exactly the difference and why I don't really like it. Yep. It it like takes you away from the logistical the layer. It. It's like this it's like too high level. I guess it's like Let's too much it, theory. Yeah, that, that, that it then needs to be tested by the population. Yeah, and, and and you're supposed to like tweak things and and destroy things and whatever. And I have a real problem with that. Also in Factorio, where it like feels it, like you're going backwards. Yeah, if something if something isn't working, I like My really time don't want it. Wasted. Yeah, I don't want to destroy <laughs> no. it. I just want to make it work. I want to make it work or abandon it entirely, like yeah. and just start over. So yeah. Um, I I just I want to like City Skylines and some of the things that are in it um in terms of like the road stuff that is abstracted I think is done better in stuff like Anno and also Steam World Build that just came out uh recently. Not exactly the same type of game, but like relatable. Um so uh what else did I hit? <laughs> I checked out Wild Hearts. Remember uh, that? Wild Hearts. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the game I had no interest in. What'd you think? Give me, give me your, give me. I'm, I'm up. This is this is juicy. I there's know, good. I'm the Monster Hunter guy. There's really did you see good the Monster stuff. Hunter Wilds trailer. 
Uh, I actually didn't watch the trailer because everybody just said it was a teaser, so I didn't even yeah, bother. Yeah, it's like not great, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm still excited for it. Anyway, Wild Hearts. It didn't do anything to make me more excited, which is a shame. That's like <laughs> yeah. that's like very damning praise. But what could anyways, they have done? Anything? Anything. We'll see something eventually. I'm the number one monster I'm number one Monster Hunter fan here, right here. This guy. This yeah. is the Monster Hunter podcast, in case you haven't listened to the last uh two year three years. Two years of like where I talk about it every other episode. Yeah. But um uh they just, I don't know. They didn't show enough to give me a direction. They didn't show any, like, Right, combat. like, what's going to be they, different? What's yeah, one is yeah. it similar to? Yeah. I didn't even know it was, like, a Monster Hunter game until the the title screen flashed up. My yeah. wife was, like, sitting with me. She's like, that's Monster Hunter. I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> and then it came up. I was like, what the heck? Yeah. So, yeah. Whatever. Go ahead. Well, Wild Hearts. What, how is it? Wild Hearts. All you need to know is that there were ideas in that game that, that I would love to see put in other games. And it's the building. The building stuff is really neat. Uh, get this. Wild Hearts is a strand game. Oh, I love it. Because other people build structures. That's right. Your maps are shared. Uh, Well, and within your own map. So, like... You can set up zip lines. Yeah, to get around the... And they stay there. That's, yeah, that's so good. awesome. That's good. <laughs> that's so that would, awesome. That would work really well in the... Like Monster getting Hunter around World Monster Hunter settlement. World. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like there, there is there is good shit in... There's good ideas in Wild Hearts. Mm-hmm. Everything else, not very good. Uh, the monsters were like really cool ideas. I liked that they were nature-based so they weren't just like big dragon is a dragon they were like big dragon is also a tree or something so much better it's not much better but it's it's a (laughs) it's an idea you know like it almost made them more like defensive of my favorite game that's what i'm doing it it almost made them more like pokemon so it was like fighting kind of giant monster hunter type pokemon i guess is is how i would think about it and otherwise, all of the same stuff, it the progression parts, the layout of how you do things, very similar to I Monster kinda Hunter. Like, I thought the building was interesting, but it's like weirdly impractical. Like, why does... It's weird. Like, why do why you build does stuff? Build, why does a random structure just pop up? You, there, there's, there is something that they try to explain there that I only played. I fought like five there's, of the monsters. There's zero explanation for why fairies can build a giant structure that is gonna be. Hey, guess what? I didn't get far enough in the game for them to explain it because, trust me, they want to explain it. Well, the thing, the thing about Monster Hunter that I think is so good is that it's a hunt. Like, you have to craft, you have to collect stuff, you have to sharpen your blade, you have to track your monster. And, like, building structures, apart from the ones that, like, that maybe if we went on expeditions and built, like, a ski lift that could get me to the top of the thing that I could use during a hunt, like, I like that idea. Well, but, but all in, the of them, midst, in the middle of combat, like where you're just building the wall, so that so that the, that's, the attack doesn't that's, hit you. That's all it is. That there, as far as I saw, you know, I only did five monsters. There's the wall building one, 
and there's like springs to just jump around mid fight, which are kind of sure fun. You, I'm sure you're unlocking like zip lines and stuff. Later. Well, things that you're doing mid fight seem kind of limited. The the other building stuff is is uh, settlement stuff. So like, there's a lot of that where you actually like make your own camps. Okay. Kind of wherever you want, as far so, as like, I can tell. That part of the idea I like. Yeah. If they would if they were to transplant to Moss Hunter for Moss Hunter Wilds, I'm I'm good with that. I don't like the like here's a wall. Poof. Like, yeah. I didn't even I don't even like the wire bugs. Oh well. Like yeah. Like, I mean the wire bugs and like it was fun. It it's was like fun. it's kind of just like another layer. It's like another step of basically what Wild Hearts was doing. So like it's yeah, fun, you're making stuff out like, of thin air, but it's basically just magic and the game. The whole game is yeah. magic in the first place. Yeah. So like yeah. you know it it's whatever. Yeah. Um, the wall thing I think was actually kind of sweet because it's just another level of gameplay. So like it's another recognizing the monster is doing a thing. So I need to react this way to like maximize damage to it or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I get that's it. all gameplay it was. Wise, I, I get much. it. Yeah. It just, I like the reason I don't like wire bugs. And I've said this a billion times is because it like breaks the game. It breaks <laughs> the experience of, of being man versus nature. You just have spider webs coming out of your hands all of a sudden. Like if I just you had are walls, literally just Spider Man and if I just uh, had rise. walls to block fireballs with that is like yeah you, the wall specifically is like only meant for when they charge you it's yeah. not it's not like you I, as far as I understood you can't really do it for anything else because they just break them okay. which is weird so like it's only meant for them charging otherwise it doesn't do anything so, so it's why didn't you keep playing. It felt like shit, looked like shit, ran like shit. That's it. You know, it just, it just, all of the like really critical stuff wasn't there. Yeah. Um, which, you know, sucks because I think it failed massively. So if you want to keep hunting, if you want to keep hunting, I'm trying to get to Fatalis, which is the final Monster Hunter World <laughs> monster. Yeah. Like I've been, I'm back on the horse. So if you, if you want to partner, I'm in the world. Yeah, I, I probably won't get that far. It was more, you know, I want to see new things. Your account's prob your account's probably pretty close to being there. I bet. Um. Or no, you're no, you had. Never mind. It's probably not. No, because I mean, we did we did all of Iceborne, and that was kind of it. Didn't really do much beyond that. Yeah. Anyway, I want to do. I want to do both. Like they put final hunts in. World and in Rise that I want to grind to. Mm. But I don't know that like, I'll be there with you. <laughs> there's like plenty of stuff in both games that like I never did. Yeah. Which yeah. is insane. It is insane. So it's not like I would just be doing the same thing over and over. Yeah. But go ahead. What what else would you got? Uh, probably, uh, so wait, the only other, the only other one I really want to talk about. You can tag me when you get tired. Well, you'll, you can engage in this one for sure. I, pl I played and finished the Dead Space remake on Game Pass. Oh Pass. yeah, oh yeah. So, maybe we should save this for Game of the Year discussion. Is it on your list? No. Okay. So, is Resident Evil 4 on your list? Yeah. 
That answers my question right there that I was going to ask. Yep. Um, did you love it? It was it was worth experiencing again. Worth playing again. Yeah. Did I love it? No. <laughs> no, I did not love it. Uh, and 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 it was my hesitation to play it in the first place confirmed. Do you th- think because it's too close to Resident Evil Four? That's what your hesitation was, or you just like didn't? I think. I think it's as simple as I don't think it's fun to play. Oh, wow. I don't... And RE4 is? Yes. Yes. I... Even though RE4 is even a little more clunky. Well, they're both clunky, in a way. RE... Resident Evil is just stupid fun to me. Like, it's a horror game. It has scary moments, but it's self-aware. Dead Space is a little too edgelordy. To yeah, it's serious. It's way too serious. And there's never levity. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> like, literally never in that game. Yeah, it's like it's like from that era of... Uh... Yeah, it's from the brown era of video games. Yeah. Where everything yeah. was grim and dark and edgy and whatever. Grim dark. Everything was grim dark. Everything was grim dark. And so... Yeah. I interestingly feel like I had the same experience with RE4 that I did with Dead Space. Oh, really? Whereas, like, I have really high, in my brain, it, it, it sits on a really high shelf. Yeah. Like, it's, like, up there. And then when I was playing it, I was like, I'm loving this, but also, it's exactly what I remembered it to be. Yes. Like, it's not, it's not blowing me away. Yeah. And then I feel like, as I got toward the end of Dead Space, like, when, like, the, kind of the difficulty and, like, the level of intensity got cranked up, like, that's when I started to enjoy it more, was then when it was like, oh my gosh, this is, like, so intense, Mm. so intense, Mm. that it was, like, kind of white-knuckle experience, where, where I was like, okay. Yeah, I have comments on that. I... That that's when that's when it broke out of the what I remember, um, uh, like uninspiring mold yeah. kind of. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's where I started to enjoy it. But it took a really long time to get there, and like the game's not that long, anyway. It's not. Yeah. And then it's also not. like once it gets to white knuckle, it gets hard. And then like when you start failing those scenarios, it's like. Ugh. I don't uh-huh. know that I want to keep doing this. Like it's 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 a weird tightrope walk of of um like enjoyable and survival horror. Yeah, man. And yeah. And like I feel like Resident Evil as as a game walks that tightrope a lot better. Yeah. Like it's intense all the way through and it's fun all the way through. Right. I still and this is probably because I played Resident Evil a billion times. Like I still felt that like this is exactly what I remember it to be, um, kind of all the way through. So I, I would say even like probably Dead Space did a better job of like surprising me, um, oh. more than Resident Evil Four. But like that, I don't know if that that's the game. 
that's more, yeah because did you did you play with did you play dead space as much as you played resident yeah, evil 4 like probably know. not right probably not yeah yeah like like me, me like neither. dead space would have came out way after and like i would have been like kind of pushing through more games whereas resident evil 4 was on the gamecube which means i bought the game mm-hmm. and had the disc and played it more but you know what i mean kind right. of just being younger and not not having money to just buy every game that came out or whatever but yeah 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 i so the remake of dead space is stunning yeah it's sick it's cool the the lighting alone mm-hmm. is amazing and the sound design sound design was really good so like the 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 upgrade that's why i said it's worth experiencing the upgrade to things is really really cool and honestly like better than re4's upgrade in a lot of ways like weirdly re4 now that i think about it in hindsight compared to dead space looked great but also still felt like it looked like the gamecube version (laughs) like and that's crazy to say because the re engine is unbelievable so like that's really that's really weird to say but i think dead space does this good thing where there's never cutscenes. So, like, it's all just you experiencing it, and then it'll, like, zoom out a little bit when Isaac talks to people, but otherwise, that's it. Where Resident Evil does cutscenes. So, Resident Evil has these, like, times where you're totally taken out of the engine and shown different things, and then you're back in the engine, and it's like, oh, there's a muddy texture, and, like, this is where we cut some corners on visuals, and, you know whatever where that never happens in dead space it's just like this is the perspective all the time and you're kind of just like in it in terms of the visuals that whole time and that stuff was great loved that holy shit that gameplay did not hold up for me you don't like it no i feel like they did a better job um with like weapon variety where like you're not just using the plasma cutter all the time and I was using more weapons than I remember using. I I remember using other guns. Um, the ammo was so scarce for yeah the end of the game though it was like forcing me to use everything because well so apparently this I learned this from Josh that if you want if you have certain guns in your inventory that's the ammo that drops. So okay. towards the end of Dead Space, that was actually a bad thing, and that makes me really fucking mad. Like. If you had four different guns in your inventory, you're going to get this spread of uh, ammo when you may not really want that in terms of like... So what did he, what did he do? Put two guns th- in his... I think he his... probably only used like two guns the whole game. He always he, always he does got that. The, That's a Josh thing. He always thing. got the... Yeah. But he doesn't, he doesn't fill his inventory? No, he doesn't experiment. He finds the thing uh, and, and yeah. uses it. Usually. As... Maybe he's changed, you know. We he can't also talk looks about online much, but... for the strats. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Josh thing, too. I So that made me mad about Dead Space, because I didn't really know that. And in hindsight, that makes total sense. And I was... I My big problem with replaying that game was, okay, it's a survival horror game. You're supposed to struggle on resources. And the way that Dead Space does it is there's an economy... So you are always picking up money and you can do whatever you want with that money. But 
the thing I don't want to do is buy ammo and buy med packs. I don't yeah, want to do I want to buy upgrades. I want to buy yeah. upgrades. And yeah. that's what money should be for. Money should not be for ammo and shit. Yeah, it hurts it your should, FOMO. It should only be for ammo and shit if you aren't thorough. I was thorough. I'm checking everything. Absolutely everything. I'm stomping everybody. Opening every stomping container. Stomping them bodies. I'm stomping them I'm, bodies. I'm stomping those bodies to get, stomper. to get whatever's in it. <laughs> and it was never ammo. It was always money. And I fucking yeah. hated that. <laughs> yeah. And like, so by the end of that game, I have all this money and I'm like hoarding it and spending it sometimes. But I'm like, I know I'm going to need this money because I know I'm going to start to not get the stuff that I need to actually complete the game. Because when I'm looking through things, it's never giving me ammo. It's never giving me health. What the fuck? (laughs) It's a survival horror game. You should reward me searching things. And a reward is not sending me to a shop to buy the items I need. That drove me fucking insane at the end of that game because I would just be out of ammo even though I'm looking through everything I don't have any ammo I just have money thank you for dropping money in the middle of a fight of all of these enemies that's what I need right now yeah. is money so like, I gotta backtrack to the store what so the I fuck can... what the fuck and like luckily I didn't have much of a problem through that game I didn't really die that much and, yeah. and if I would have, I probably wouldn't have finished it because yeah. I would have just got annoyed. Like, I don't really like fighting the enemies that much, so I'm not going to do it over and over. And luckily, I didn't have to on normal difficulty. So, you know, it was fine. The 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 dismemberment thing is the thing that I was like, I'm excited to see that. And it wasn't that exciting this time. You know, like, and actually what pissed me off is when you would shoot things in the leg and it doesn't immediately shoot its leg off. Like, sometimes you have to shoot them, like, three times before it dismembers yeah, a thing. Yeah, your ammo. Yeah. It's like, why am I targeting get, this thing? Of which you're not going to get more of. Right. Yes. Uh, so, as far as dismemberment goes, they did have a whole engine that, like, deteriorated the skin. Oh my and... god, was that amazing. Yeah, oh my cool. god. The force gun was the best because you would like yeah. strip their flesh, then you would strip the muscles and oh so cool. That was so cool. Definitely. Yeah, so I, like jo- interesting Josh, the ghost of Christmas past. The ghost of the podcast. Yeah. The ghost of the podcast that hangs over these episodes. What's up, Josh? I know you ain't listening to this. Um <laughs> he had he had Dead Space on his year-end list, but did not have Resident Evil on his list. Yeah, like so I, he went the other way. I don't us, get it. I'm I'm in agreement with you. Yeah. Um, the things that I, Resident Evil does better is that it's like fun. I didn't have any fun in Dead Space, other than enjoying the visuals. There was zero fun to be had I don't, for me. I don't think you're supposed to have fun in Ex- Dead Space. Exactly. And that's not hey, what I'm here in space, for. In space, no one can hear you scream. Oh, my God. Okay, so tangent. We rewatched <laughs> Alien while I was playing Dead Space. The best movie ever. It's best fucking ever. one of the best movies ever. It's the it best is, movie ever. It yeah. is unbelievable how good it still stands. and like Best movie ever. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I yeah. was like... 
I was like doubly appreciating it. Like when was the last time space? you saw that? When when was the last time you saw Alien before you just watched Alien again? Uh, maybe like four years ago. So not too long. Not too long. Yeah. They just did Aliens with an S. James Cameron in 4K, and I can't wait to watch it. It's gonna be sick. I watched it. We watched it on like Max or whatever. Yeah. It still looked amazing. Mm-hmm. But Max um, does 4K. That's that's the 4K restoration. Of, yeah. Of the. I technically the nice color and I technically still have the quadrilogy on Blu-ray. <laughs> I've yeah, never even a, opened it. I got actually. a nice little pack of uh, like a collector's edition Alien on Blu-ray. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Alien. Hey, you should watch that. <laughs> you should. That's watch that's that. a great great movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I got I got to get I got to get jumping off. Yeah, tag tag I'm tagging you in. Tag me in. We spent a lot of this episode talking about high concept, high philosophy. Yeah. Like really smart concepts. The what most intelligent into, podcast you've ever heard. What I'm about to get into is none of that. <laughs> it's none of that, all right? Actually, we were we, you know, we've been talking about Dead Space and Resident Evil 4. Like Xbox 360 era games, that's a good jumping off point for what I'm about to tell you about. Evil West. Okay, yeah, have which, you seen this game? I honestly don't really know what it even is. I've heard the name. <clears throat> so, Evil West is a Xbox 360 era <laughs> melee combat game. It's in first person? It's over the shoulder. Okay. It's like... It, it plays a lot like the modern God of War. Okay. And you're essentially going combat arena to combat arena with like one or two slow areas in between where you can go off to side branches and pick up money okay. and collectibles. Mm-hmm. And there might be like one puzzle every level. And it's like cutscene at the beginning of the level, cutscene in the middle of the level, cutscene at the end, boss next level <laughs> and it's and it's like a, it's xbox 360 like like legit yeah and it's it's great because of that yeah 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 I, th- I think it's like refreshing you know it, it reminds me of like a midway like psyops era it's a b-tier slash c-tier B, game. it's a- absolutely is a b-tier C- don't be don't be expecting no a-tier out of this game yeah it's a b-tier yeah um, but they like, you know, they shot for the third per- or the AAA presentation. Like it's got pre-rendered cutscenes, and like these, every stage is like all this, they had to spend a ton of money on the lighting effects that like don't really work great all the time. <laughs> and it's like real janky and, and a little like, like, um, when you're traversing the level, if you like go up a ladder to explore an area. Sometimes you go to go back down the ladder. Mm-hmm. The game's like, no, nah, you can't do that. <laughs> or like if, if there's like, sometimes there's invisible walls. It's like, no, nah, you can't, you can't, can't go down this alleyway. We don't want you to go this way. Yeah. This is, this is, we didn't design this. I had to look but up like, like uh screenshots and I, it's totally a 360 era. Oh game. yeah, oh yeah. So yeah. like the, the things that I like That's about funny. the game is that I think the art direction is awesome. Okay. It's a it's a western. It's a spaghetti western 
where you're fighting vampires. But the vampires are using, like, leeches and bats to, like, infuse people with their blood. Like, spread their the blood. disease. Like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so since they're using this gross means of blood transfusion. Yeah. The results of of the of the blood transfusions are not like other vampires. It's like mutilated uh-huh. like zombie like creatures that you will fight. So they're basically building an army of monsters. Okay. Which like it looks very Resident Evil like. They're building an army of monsters. They just got leeches all over them and they're all bloated and like The Ouroboros from Resident Evil 5. Mhm. Mhm. Got it. And and, and you're fighting them as this as this hard cowboy who's like cowboy get up also like resembles like a knight of the round table like it kind of has armor he's like wearing a stetson cowboy hat but then his like he's got the he's got the bullet sash yeah and then like metal plating yeah 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 and then he's got a gauntlet that he is his main weapon. It's just this big metal gauntlet that has like stakes that come out of it. Okay. And it has Tesla coil. Like te- it's it's Tesla is the technology it's, of the time. It's steampunk stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so he he's got all these gadgets that help him fight the undead monsters. And the, it's 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 very similar to God of War Combat, where it's like over the shoulder, it, it gives you the warning arrows, and yeah. it's like throwing things at you from all directions at all the time. Things I don't like. Yeah. yeah. And but it does a good job. Like you have guns, you obviously have six shooters. Mm-hmm. You got like a rifle, you got like a crossbow, and so it, it blends the melee with the um, range. far far range combat like really well. Yeah. And then you also, like, once you start getting some unlocks, you can, like, zip around the battlefield, like, almost teleport to That's enemies or, or pull them to you. Yeah. So um, you just really get powerful. Yeah. And it's kind of sick. And, like, the game is excellently paced to where, like, you get a new toy to play with, like, every 20 minutes. Mm. Like, you're getting a new weapon. Um, it has a, a skill tree. Where your un- your money upgrades your weapons and your perks, your your level ups unlock perks and the yeah. perks like, you know it's not like twenty percent more damage. It's like it's oh, abilities. Now you, yeah. now you can do a Superman punch. Yeah. And like now your combo can end and and so you're just constantly constantly powering up. And they're throwing new enemies at you like every like three new enemies uh, a level. Mm-hmm. And so you're you're just like piling all the stuff is just getting piled on, piled on, piled on, and it's just it's just good. Like it's refreshing to. Not it's not a no open world. Oh, it's linear. No, yeah, just level so based. Level level cutscene level cutscene. Yeah, that's cool. Like I like the cutscenes. It's like a it's a weird it's a weird um. Like from my childhood, type of experience, hmm. where like you get to watch the cutscene. Like not all the cutscenes are even action packed. I don't think the story is amazing. It's cool, 
Like I think the setting of the old West with the vampires who, who they refer to themselves as sanguisuge. <laughs> Have you ever heard of that as a vampire? I mean, I know and, what sanguine means, but no, I've never heard sang sanguisuge. And like the cowboys are like their derogatory term for vampire is tick. Okay. Like, oh, it's a, it's a tick nest. Mm. Like yeah. And so you know, that's a good. Like that was this, a good accent. Yeah, it's yeah. a good cowboy accent. And like the characters are hard. And there's, like, characters that I hate, that, like, you're supposed to hate. And, yeah. And, like, the villain is this, like, little girl vampire who's, like, pretty creepy. Hmm. And it's just, like, really leans into the the B-horror, like, the campy, schlocky action adventure. I just keep like, thinking I, of I, From Dust Till Dawn. I think, yeah, 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 yeah. I think PsyOps, you played PsyOps, didn't you, on, like, PlayStation 2? I did, I did not actually play that game i played the demo to death and i remember you played it so i saw you play it <laughs> i didn't play it myself it's just like the gore and the character design and the action and like it just feels of that era yeah and it's just like refreshing i um seven hours i got probably three missions left I'll probably finish under nine hours total yeah. for the game. Um, and, you know, I just, I think it's fun. I think, like, right at the point where you start getting too many enemies on screen, you're like, okay, this is kind of annoying. They give you another upgrade, and then you can just shred them. Awesome. And, like, yeah, it's good. I put it on my and, wish list. Um, I feel like, you know, I... I got recommended this like uh I, I watched the skill up youtube channel a lot and it was like one of the shout out to skill up it was yeah yeah because he listens to our podcast he does it was like one of the check this out games he had mm. um and i was like oh that looks cool and so that's where like i saw it and like he the way he described combat i think is interesting like he's like combat is either like really slow like dark souls where it's like a risk reward study mm -hmm. the enemy pick your uh pick your shot type of thing or it's like a ex character expression like a devil may cry where you're like trying to get the sure. swaggiest combo yeah um a game like god of war and Eva west for that matter is like kind of like halfway in between yeah both those things where it's like trying to test your ability to to like uh engage with the engine but it also wants to give you like a free form like it, it wants to give yeah. you the combat ability but like it's not the kind of thing that it wants you to hammer out and get so good at like it's like a one playthrough and you're done right like you're you're not meant to be beating your head against everything like a hundred times you know what i mean you're not meant to be teasing out like all these interactions to find the best like, right, like combination of how to do things. You don't need to and super so, sexy style every encounter. No, no, and <laughs> and it's just you know it gives you enough tools and it's giving me enough upgrades that like it's been enjoyable, and I think it's it's cool. I think everyone should check it out, man. It's like probably an unsung. It is, it is because uh, I've type I, of game. Yeah, I've only heard about it like a little bit. <laughs> I haven't heard much about it at all. It's not a name I've seen come up much. Yeah. I feel like it is kind of like an underdog this year. 
like it's not it's not a perfect game. I think the lighting engine like it it, it gives really cool lighting on environments like you're dealing with the old west environments where you're like fighting an oil field and you're in a shanty town and you're in a gold mine cave and then all of a sudden you go out of the gold mine cave and it's like a ancient upside down pyramid vampire (laughs) uh temple where like that's really sweet and it's all lit in red and stuff like think control like the lighting of control Uh. where it's like but like there's a weird glow yeah everything looks um I know what you mean. It's really like the way that they highlight edges of things looks uh, like your character. Your character in general doesn't look natural, right? To w- the way the levels lit, he always right. has this like w- weird white glow, and it doesn't yeah. look. good. I don't think it looks good. That's I don't um, think it looks good at all. I and would, there's like yeah, y- you can't really move about the level, like the geometry of the level freely. Like you can only climb over a log if there's like a Prompt. A context, yeah, some, yeah, yeah, right. and the, so those context things, in order to show you like where they're at, they glow white, <laughs> which like it doesn't look good, like the way they're glowing. Yeah, and so there's like, and like it's it's janky. Like some of the animations are funny. You get the random like dead body that's like spinning Still, like a yeah. top with it, <laughs> like that kind of thing. Um, but I don't know. I just think uh, it's it's. It's a cool. I think it's a cool game. It's dude. like I don't know. It's funny we talked earlier about like you like you got to pick and choose what you're gonna play, and like this is an interesting choice. And this is what I landed. Yeah, on. yeah. This is an interesting choice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. See, like I don't know. With that conversation in mind, I don't think I would ever recommend this game. Right. That's what I mean. It's it's one of those games that feels the reason it's unsung. It's an underdog like is obvious kind of like, like without I even do, playing it. I do think it's cool. Like that's the only, yeah. <laughs> that's like the biggest selling point that I get. Like these hard ass cowboys that are fighting the bleach vampires. is just like, I don't know. In the trailer, in the trailer where it's just highlights from like quotes from things, it would just be quote cool. Yeah. <laughs> that would, that would zoom in on and the like screen. he blow up the train and then he's like walking away from the train and he's like, cocking his gauntlet and it's like flames in the back and you're just like yeah. <laughs> I don't know it's just like alright it's cool yeah I think the sound sound design's pretty good like maybe that's one thing I can highlight yeah it's really it's really uh, gross it's really slimy mm. I think it does a good job of like every level is its own unique location so that's kind of cool you're like really yeah. hopping um, but like you're there's not good variety that. You're not you're not exploring levels like you would like an Uncharted game. This is like into a combat arena. Yeah, I love that though. Like I yeah, I love that. We need more. I guess I guess I guess with context to our conversation and why I would choose this game, I would say because it's not wasting my time. Yeah, like um, the levels feel short enough that like I'm never spending more than like thirty five to forty minutes on one level. Uh, Right. There's like minimal puzzles. Like you drag the platform over to where you need to walk through and you do it. It's Mm -hmm. never like wasting my time in terms of like, do I really need to do this? Right. I feel like when it's giving me more combat encounters, it's usually presenting a new thing enough that like, it feels like, what's this, what's this, what's this? Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, I, I think I would sing its praises more so that the developer... It's it's a flying hog, I think. 
Yeah, the, the name. Shadowrunner. Did they did they read they redid Shadowrunner? Flying right? Wild Hog. Yeah, they Flying did. They, Shadow Warrior. That's Shadow right. Warrior. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. I bounced real hard off Shadow Warrior. Um, yeah, that makes more sense though. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So. I don't know. Just like I feel like the you know the and the reason I play is because like we got all these AAA games that are like thirty hours. Yeah. And like God of War, like God of War did me dirty this year, man. I love I loved the game, but you like I hit a point. In, well, I pl- I finished playing it at the beginning of the year. Oh, like, okay. I was probably I was playing it in January. And okay. February. Okay. I just like reached a point in that game where I was like, man, I I just feel I'm ready for like this I, to be over. I don't have time to yeah. put it. Like, it got to the point where there was so much good stuff happening in the story, but I was not finishing it fast enough to where I lost in investment yeah. in in the game. And I don't, like, now, then I really hit the, the feeling of, man, I'm wasting my time. It's like, I know all this is good. I'm watching it. I can tell you it's fantastic, but it's like it's like going over my head. It's washing over me, and I'm not feeling anything yeah. for it. And like that, that's like not a good, it's not a good feeling. You know what I mean? It's, and so like the commitment for this is like so low that it's like I'll get my, you know I'll get my rocks know, off yeah. with it, and then I'll be. You know what I'm picturing? So like I'm picturing the Lieutenant Dan scene from Forrest Gump, where it's New Year's and the confetti's falling on his face, and he's just staring like blank yeah. eyed at <laughs> everything. Like that's me playing God. That's of War. you playing God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> Here's this like a ten out of ten super out of ten high game. budget crazy kidding. game. Ten out of ten game. Like I'm not. I'm not. It's not the game's fault. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10 I feel nothing of anything that's happening in this like really overproduced beautiful thing yeah <laughs> and like you know they're just like trying to I, I agree these emotional, too. these emotional impact scenes yeah. after emotional impact scene I'm just like meh, meh. yeah <laughs> yeah where's the next like, Norn maybe, chest or whatever maybe that's what I like about Monster Hunter is that like I just don't have to commit to that level of, <laughs> exactly of, uh, like just let me beat the the crap out of the dragon and then I'm done. They're, yeah. they're not trying to sell me on. I've killed a thousand of these Rathalos <laughs> before. I don't give a shit if I kill another one. <laughs> yeah. So that's true. Know. That's check that's it true. out. Check it out. Eva West put on, put on the steam list. If it, if it comes up for sale, I did. I think it's, I think it's worth, um, yeah. Yeah. I put it on my wish list. Out. I bet, I bet it's a games pass game too. I, I wouldn't be surprised. You if know, it's on there somewhere. It's been out for a while. I think. I think it was September of last year. I don't even think it's a 2023 game. Oh, shit. I actually thought it was this year. I could be wrong. It was last year. It was the end of last year. I thought it was this year. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I um I put it on my wish list. So maybe someday. Does, does that sound like... Did I sell it to you? Does it sound like something you'd want to so, play? So you know why it I does? Don't, like playing it, playing it, I don't think you would want... Like me playing it... I don't think you would well like it. It might be just a current thing because I'm I'm reading John Romero's autobiography, mm-hmm. and I love Doom. Doom mm-hmm. is it's the the it's it's got the Doom aesthetic uh, with the enemies well, for sure, and it also has guys. it also has the like linearity. Like it's a run and gun shooter. Play play a map, you're done. Play a map, you're yeah. done. Play a map, you're done. And that is like the best way to do these things 
Like, yeah. other games have done really cool things where it's, like, more of an environment that you explore and whatever. Like, Half-Life is incredible for a reason. But run-and-gun level-based shooters are, like, the best. That's, like, the best way to do that type of high-flying action shooter type thing. Now, Evil West, you said it's a little more, like, melee stuff with shooting. But, like, you know what I mean. Yeah. Making it discrete levels is something that I feel like video games are losing sight of. Yeah, like, I agree. And That was what was so refreshing about the Devil May Cry 5. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, hack and slash games Just like Devil play May a little Cry. Bit and get out. Yeah. Like, let me, I don't, I don't need, I don't need lore and, and yeah, loot grind and yeah. Yep. Yeah, like there that is that is not something that we should move away from in games just to just to suck out like playtime and make it look like there's value to the game. Like yeah. A 6-hour level-based shooter where every single second is fucking amazing. I'm all on board for. <laughs> like that is what yeah. I want. And well I wouldn't say that every second is amazing. Every three but... seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm i like just thinking about that a lot again because I'm reading John Romero's book and like just re- thinking about Doom and Quake and all that stuff again. And I'm playing Sigil 2, which John Romero released new Doom levels for within the last of recording like two weeks. Because um, the actually it was within the last week. Because also, the 30th anniversary of Doom just passed, which is crazy. It's also pertinent because what's Shadow Warrior? Is that what the game was? Yeah, Shadow, Shadow Warrior of Flying that Wild was Hog. For sure, a Doom 2016. Totally. Um, the original style. Yeah, yeah. The original like Shadow Warrior for that style. I'm trying to think. I think the original Shadow Warrior is probably a Quake clone. If if I'm correct in the timeline there, where Quake is like, so Doom redefined and created, actually Wolfenstein did, but like Doom cemented first person shooter. Then they did Quake, where Quake cemented 3D third person shooter, basically. Yeah. And I want to say Shadow Warrior was like a post Quake thing, um, and then they remade it. So like like Doom 2016, like Shadow Warrior was revived and they remade it in modern times, like even though it was like 10 years ago now. I tried playing that remake last year and I couldn't get into it. So, um, so I don't know. Maybe Evil West would I like played, not work I for me. I played like but Doom 1 and 2 last year on Switch. That's awesome. They are timeless, I think. Pers- I, I personally feel classic Doom is a goat yeah it is timeless that, that would be that would be on your uh that'd be on your absolutely we're gonna talk about on your episode absolutely episode i don't think year. i could pick one or two like i don't i don't think you i could, wouldn't have to you could just you could, we wouldn't have to. i don't think i could distinguish enough that like they're really not different enough yeah yeah <laughs> but um yeah so like we need those we need more of those games i think uh and yeah, John Romero's book is pretty good, by the way, too. If yeah, if you have it's on, it's on my uh, reading, it's on my Goodreads. If you if you like if you like have 
nostalgia for that or you're familiar with them, it's really good to read. Masters of Doom is also worth reading because it's different. <laughs> it's like that's not John Romero because I was gonna say I thought you read John Romero. Masters of Doom is a like another person who wrote a story about. who wrote a story about Doom. It's mostly about Doom and like it and everything. John Romero's book just came out and is an autobiography, so it's like okay. here's my His perspective personal. of yeah. all of the things that you are aware of. <laughs> So, and it's been really interesting because he, um, he claims, and I'm, I'm sure it's a real thing, but he claims he has this condition where he has perfect memory, basically. Um, and so like when, when he's writing about like all of the events during development, it's like really detailed. (laughs) Like, it's like, this is what we were worried about at this time. And like, these are conversations that we explicitly had during this development of this, like one thing it's, it's pretty funny. And it's, it's, it's a good window into something that it, it was like too long ago. Like we're, we're not old enough to have yeah. experienced the we release of those bit. games. Yeah. Like we were, we were too young to even like be aware of them after yeah. at a point, you know, and hearing about the game industry back then when something like that was happening is really interesting because we hear about like crunch and stuff a lot nowadays. And like, everybody's so anti-crunch and like id was working like, 15 hour days, seven days a week to make these like watershed moment video games, you know, like they, they were killing themselves because they wanted to, to make, to make these defining moments in video games, you know, like it's just very interesting to, uh, to glimpse somebody who's like, I have no regrets about that at all. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. I thought that was absolutely that's what I wanted to do that's what I wanted to be doing you know and like a lot more troubled than I realized like Quake Qu- I can't believe Quake got made actually and and in hindsight I don't think Quake is that good like I played it last year like through for the first time what was the first system that was on PC, PC. yeah yeah, it could only like, it could only be on PC. Actually, that was like what was so crazy. John Carmack, the other John, was like such a the other John. He was such a yeah. It was John Romero and John Carmack that were like the leads of ID and the two Johns. Carmack was a genius and is a genius and created a bunch of things that became standard. You know, yeah, in terms of like programming and stuff for that type of game. It's crazy. I highly recommend it. It's called Doom Guy, <laughs> Doom Guy, which is so good. But yeah, it is because that's the name of the that's the lead character. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yes, um, I love Doom, and always will. Tis been said previously on episodes of TV One and with Punisher. Yeah, it has. Guys. It's come up many times. Um. I I have one other thing I want to hit for this episode primarily that I don't know if you want to jump into yet or if you have something else you want to talk about. No, I don't, the only thing I want to mention is Grimly versus. Okay. And mostly I kind of want to talk to you about it. 
Okay, so let's let's hit this one real quick. Um, the other, the big Game Pass game that I played was Lies of P. Oh, cool! And you finished it. I forgot you played that. I in, did in finish the last, it. Uh, yes, yes. It's on your list. It is. All right, let's go. Yeah, let's I, go. I think Lies of P. Lots of lots of high praise for that game end of the year. I haven't listened to yep. a ton of a uh, end of the year podcast. Nobody's but... done theirs yet. That at least that I follow. Like we're get it. We're like right there. I think is when people are gonna start doing them. Um, I think a lot of people are probably gonna have it, or a lot of outlets or whatever are gonna have it on their list because. A lot of souls enthusiasts are going to have it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because Lies of P, which absolutely terrible name. You know, I, I have still to hate it. I have. I, I hate, hate it, it so much. I hate I saying hate it. it. Sounds like sounds like an innuendo. It it just you can't. Maybe because we're children. Like hey, I play this new cool. I play like I'm describing this game to people at work. You got to check out this game, man. Hey, what's it called? Lies of P. Exactly. <laughs> like what? Exactly. And what? I, I literally had this situation in real oh, life. Man. In real life. So like, like that's not gonna sell anyone. Fu- that's not gonna sell anyone I know. on the game. I know. Future, future brother-in-law is plays video games. And I'm like, and you know, every time we see each other, we're like, what, what have you been playing? And I'm like, oh, I just finished Lies of P. And he was like, what? What is that? All right, we're Real time experiment. In between this episode and part B, when we go to talk about the games of the year, I'm going to go ask my wife, hey, what do you think about the game Lies of What's P? What's your first thought? What does that mean? Yeah. yeah. We'll <laughs> like... So if, if the response is worth noting, then I will know. Okay. If you don't hear anything about it, then just assume she was like, eh, whatever. Yeah, she's like, I don't know penis because that's what i think because i'm a child the only thing whenever you what are you trying to say about my wife bro (laughs) i didn't even think about that the first thing that comes to her head is that is that what you're saying yeah that's the that's the first thing that comes to my head is what i'm saying that's well that's obvious yeah and i can't i can't not think that and it's so (laughs) stupid it's so stupid so if it was lies of jay is it would that be better it shouldn't be like that. You wouldn't think you wouldn't think penis if it was lies of Jesus. I would though, think would lies you? of Jesus probably, because like <laughs> J is also a weird letter in our language that you don't hear if it was that. Called much. lies of Jesus. That's like kind of a good name for a video game. Is it though? Like so, where I was gonna go was the the phrase lies of is just not a good title. Like, do you think it's because the dev is Korean? They are they Korean. Have no idea how to translate. They probably um, have no idea how. To, yeah, no I don't know if anybody. I don't know if anybody was consulted they on the called, title. They should have called it like Puppet Murder or something. Murder Puppet. I, they could have just called it Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they no, literally could have called it Pinocchio. There's probably like rights they would have had. Pinocchio is in the public domain. It. I'm pretty sure. I I think it's old enough. I, did you watch the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio movie? I did not. And I actually, I meant to read the original story also, but I lost interest after I finished the game and totally forgot that I had planned to do that. <laughs> uh, so no, I did not see that either. Um, Lies of P is about Pinocchio. And uh, it, it marries the Pinocchio story to a Dark Souls aesthetic. No, no. Blood Bloodborne aesthetic, aesthetic, and a Dark Souls game. Souls style. Souls gameplay. Um, 
some specific things like Bloodborne where it wants you to like you took a hit, jump in and attack to try and regain health, like it does that thing. But definitely a Souls like. And the reason I liked it is because it's probably the most competent Souls like. That isn't yeah, which, which is interesting. That isn't a from software from game. Yeah, yeah. Like it's really impressive in that regard. Because so I really liked Mortal Shell. Nobody talks about Mortal Shell. Mortal Shell was like literally a shell of a Souls game where, you know, it had the aesthetic. It had the gameplay. It didn't have anything else. It didn't have the lore. It didn't have the level design. It didn't have the world building. None of that stuff. Lies of P really really tries. Like, it, yeah, it really tries to give you a lot of lore, build a world that's, like, kind of believable within, you know, the crazy setting. And it's constantly, like, giving you stuff, like, information that makes sense. Like, you can read item descriptions and get a, get a sense for things. And there's a lot of characters that are somewhat cryptic, and but at the same time giving you a little bit more... Of, a, of an idea of what's going on than a Souls game would. So, like, it it walks that line really it well. It has, like, a little more traditional of a story yeah. than Souls does. Yeah, it yeah. does. And and I think it does it well. Like, it's not, um, it's not, like, too overt. It's not like, hey, here's our story. Like, we're telling you this story. Like, it's still, yeah. it still leaves quite a bit up to your imagination. So, it was really cool, and it was really fun to play, and... The gameplay had a really awesome thing where you could basically create your own weapon, which is, like, insane to think about, where your weapon is only ever a hand... It's two pieces. It's a handle and a blade. And so you can kind of mix and match all those things to get whatever you want. Yep. So, interestingly... um... I watch a lot of Max a Million dude. I don't know how to say that. He's a YouTube streamer. He plays lots of video games. I think he's come up a lot on here, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bloodborne's one of his favorite games. Um, Specifically because he has experimented with the builds where you put stats into Arcane or, or Dexterity or whatever. Yeah. And then you use the Switch weapons with whatever... Long range, because in Bloodborne, instead of having a shield, you have a side weapon. Yeah. Right? Am I yeah, that's right. About that? Yep. And so he has always been like, this is an unsung part of the game where you can do all kinds of experimental stuff. He was extremely high on that specific part of the game. Yeah. Translating over to Liza P with how they built their... Yeah. What you're, what you're talking about with the handle and the... Yeah, it's very cool. So I, I think that's that's neat. Yeah, it's very cool. Like, Liza P like, does. It, do you think it would encourage replayability? Like to, to the point where, like, well, you, know, you love you love Dark Souls one, two, and three because you could go back through with the different. Right. Um, that's a good question. I wouldn't do that in Liza P because that world is not something I think I would want to experience again. 
I think it's a kind of one and done thing for me for sure. Let's let's talk let's talk just combat engine alone. Yeah. Because Yeah, you could experiment experience for sure. Experience in the world yeah. experience in the world is gonna be subjective. You know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. like I'm I it's gonna be what your preference is. Yeah. Do you think the combat engine could withstand like some Yeah, there's there's enough I think there's enough variety meat. Yeah, I think I do think there's enough variety because like the handle is what determines like how you swing the weapon. So like whether it's slow or fast like the or whatever. Animation, you mean? Yeah, like it changes your animations. The handle changes the animations and then the blade like gives you um different damage range types and, and abilities damage. and range yeah. and whatever. All of all of those those two things also have abilities tied to them. So the handles and the blades all have totally different abilities like cuz you get a bunch of different handles and you get a bunch of different blades. So there's also experimentation in terms of what that ability does. So think of like um, in Dark Souls 3, how certain weapons, would they were weapon arts. So like a certain weapon would do a certain thing like once. You know, you could do like this one special flourish with a sword. That's essentially yeah. what they apply to the handle and the blade. Um, so there, there is a lot of variety. In that in that regard, and you can combine them however you want, which is cool. Um, I I think through my playthrough, I changed my weapon and handle like three times. So in the in the span of twenty ish hour, maybe thirty, it was kind of a long game. Um, I I did I did have the freedom to experiment with them. And upgrade them fully, pretty much, which is good. That was one of my problems with Bloodborne: is you kind of have to like commit to something based on I feel like that the item in scarcity. Is the souls, uh, well, they the they thing. two and three are really good about like letting you experiment because you can get a bunch of the upgrade items. Um, mm. so yeah, like Liza P is really good in that regard. Um. You you also have a like other thing. You have your prosthetic arm, which is basically like the gun from Bloodborne. Uh, you can equip a bunch of different arms. Those I didn't really experiment with. I they that item to like experiment with the arm felt really limited. So you you found one you liked and kind of used it the whole time. I'd used. I'm trying to think. I think I used like two of them because you want to upgrade them. And so it takes this certain material to like make the different arm. And then it's another material to upgrade it. And you only have, so you felt invested. Yeah. You kind of, I felt like that specific thing I kind of had to, uh, focus on. So, but it's cool. All that to be said. Mm. Um, do you like, where, where are the downfalls, I guess, between, um, why it's it doesn't hold up to souls, like all these things we talked about sound good. Mm-hmm. Um, like where where are where are the shortfalls? Where are the uh, what do you want? What did you want out of it that you didn't get? Are you ready or, for this? Is there any is there anything at all? Enemy variety. Enemy variety. 
<laughs> Are you ready for that? Did you you knew exactly I, what I was going to say? I knew exactly what you were going to say, and we we have not talked about this at all. I do. Yeah, no, we haven't. No, coming. we really haven't. And I, and I heard Enemy Variety was pretty good in general, actually. So they they do actually. It's just so, Souls sets that mark so it's, high. It's, it's so weird, and I feel bad saying it because Lies of P does do it better than some other Souls likes. Yeah, where there is kind of a lot of enemies. You don't, Ex- I mean, you don't have to feel bad. Except saying it. if it's a, if it's re- it's a reality. It's a reality. It's a reality. So, uh, yeah, like from does. Yeah, it's from does an absurd amount of of work to make to make that. Yeah, and I just feel like. It's it's the enemy variety, but like plus the the setting, I think is actually somewhat of a downfall for that game. Where um, Bloodborne ha- and Souls in general has the freedom to like get really fucking crazy because it's just fantasy bullshit. Yeah, it's whatever. It's and whatever. and Lies of P tries to it's it's already pigeonholed. Yeah, it's pigeonholed by the concept. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. like, okay, we're in a world where there are puppets, basically just robots, that are helping people. You know, they're just, yeah. like, servants. Makes sense. And, I would say, like, yeah. to combat that a little bit, if they tried to just do Bloodborne and do whatever, then I could see where, it, like... They do. I feel like they should they should sort of be rewarded for staying conceptual, but I also can see where it's a down. They find a way to do it. So they find a way to do cosmic horror, which is cool. Um, that's one of the, that's actually where they get the enemy variety from in, in the game is that they, they throw in cosmic horror randomly. I don't really understand that part of it at all. It's sort of essentially the same concept as Bloodborne where they found a thing underground and it made everybody transmutate and turn into things. Um, that is essentially all that happens in Lies of P. And that is where a bunch of the weird enemies come from, is when they start introducing, okay, things are, like, mutated and fucked up and weird, and, like, is this a human? Is this not a human? I don't really know. Was it ever a human at any point? That's where the new stuff comes in. Do they do it in an interesting way? Not really. I, I didn't think. I uh I wouldn't say I struggled in that game literally at all. Though I will admit they do a feature in that game where there's no there's no online multiplayer stuff. But they do throw in a AI uh companion type thing where you can summon them for bosses. I use that every time pretty much because I personally felt like the balance of that game, it's kind of like actually Elden Ring. You didn't play Elden Ring, but Elden Ring had summons. It had this whole system of like companion summons that you could equip and upgrade. To try and help you get and through do, the game bit. Well, not even necessarily help you. Like it was straight up balanced around them. Like you're supposed to use them. And I actually think Lies of P was similar where... Uh, I'm sure people can solo most of the things in that game. And interestingly, they force you to solo certain things, which I think is good. That's a that's smart, where it's not like you can just always rely on this thing kiting the boss and taking damage. Yeah, yeah. They, they do that well, and I thought that was great. 
most of the most of the bosses though do let you summon a companion to kite the boss <laughs> and i don't think i would have had fun if it didn't have that because you kind of you kind of get really fucked up yeah like if yeah. if you get hit you're taking a lot of damage it's like real unforgiving yeah it's really unforgiving and and while they did adapt the gameplay well and it felt good and there's all these accolades you can throw at it to compare it to souls i don't know that i felt the pull to uh master it you know it just didn't have that appeal to me yeah so and and i think that's i think that's a combination of all the things like the aesthetic the setting the character like it's not my character it's a set character uh it's not really that interesting of a world frankly like the whole time i was talking to josh while playing it josh really liked that game the whole time i was playing i was like you know i just don't really like this setting like i just i don't like the pinocchio thing i it doesn't really mean anything in the grand scheme of the game frankly i don't think i don't love the puppet thing like it just the whole thing was like working against or not working for me from the jump. Just, just from the jump, you were not interested in right. that as a concept. Right. You were, you wanted to play for the gameplay aspects of it, but as a concept, you weren't buying into what it was. No, and I really tried. Like yeah. I, I like really tried to give it a chance. Like I, I read everything. I like paid attention to the story. I yeah, listened to all the dialogue. You. Like it just, yeah, it just didn't really work for me. Yeah. Um. It just it was literally carried by the fact that it is a super competent souls like. So Which is cool because I feel like there's been a lot of souls likes that haven't really quite hit that high mark. Exactly. So it's nice that we're there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's promising that we're there, honestly. Yep. Because I, I feel like a lot of pe a lot of people have been trying and it's just always like eh, Yeah, it's like I fine. I yeah. It's yeah. fine, but no, I would say Liza P is like really good. Like it's in not the just areas fine. that, in the areas where it matters, it it sounds like it's doing the work. Yeah. It's just you didn't, it didn't hit for you like on the yeah in in interest level, which is like subjective. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they do a lot of stuff to just frankly make the souls like formula more approachable, like yeah, doing cool. doing the having the AI character that you can always summon and you never have to worry about doing anything weird to do that. You just have a ton of the resource to do it. You don't have to jump through a bunch of hoops to make sure that character didn't die at some weird, obscure moment in the souls game <laughs> progression. And now you don't have them. Like you don't have to do any of that when you die yeah. and you can't make your court, like the run to your corpse, it leaves it. Every time you die, you like lose a little bit of your total souls instead of like losing all of them, which is yeah. really smart and not as punishing at all. Like there's stuff like that that's just like, yeah, sure. Like, do we need to make it that brutal? And when you yeah. die to a boss, like your souls are outside the boss door. Yeah. Like you don't have to fight the boss and infinite like forever to get them back, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it is good, and I I would recommend it if you like if you have played the Souls games and you are out of Souls games to play. That's a good one to play. Or maybe if you're like on the verge of liking Souls games and you want something that's it's a definitely bit more approachable, handholdy. Yeah. Not that's a bad way. Maybe that, yeah. Maybe that's a you're gonna lose your gamer points. <laughs> I guess if you if you yes. Yeah. So do you have anything else before I wrap it up with Grand Blue and then we go on to Part B or do you? Uh, Real quick, Pizza Tower is awesome. Oh, okay, yeah, it's a big game. Probably gonna be a lot of lists. I feel Pizza like Tower is the best Sonic game. Nice. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Yep, Pizza Tower is a great game. Really recommend it. Don't really need to talk about it. It's just it's. I think really I have cool. it wish listed. Yeah, it's cool. It's challenging. It's funny. It's very funny. Love the a- nice speed. Run love game. the aesthetic. Um. Yeah, it's 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 very good. Check it out. Yeah. All right, so uh, just to wrap things up, I got a little fighting game. Got to put put it in every episode. Um, yeah. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus was a game that came out like 2020. And the reason this is pertinent information is because it dropped in the middle of the pandemic, mm-hmm. which is an era when you couldn't play fighting games with other people. Yeah. And also it dropped with uh, uh, like a delay-based netcode which was like the kind of the start of the rollback netcode era where it's like, oh, if we make rollback netcode for these fighting games, then it feels like I'm playing them next to somebody. Yeah. And like no one wanted to deal with this delay-based netcode anymore. So the game Grand Blue Fantasy Versus was kind of like dead on arrival. Mm. Like there was no pro scene to support it. There was no locals you could go to to like play the game. It just kind of like got dropped, and then I mean they still supported it, and people the, liked uh, it, and people liked it. Like I, I told Nick um, when we were checking this game out the other night, I was impressed at how many people were playing it when I went to Combo Breaker last year. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, there there actually is a scene for this game, which like I've never seen it on, I never seen YouTube videos of it, I've never seen, you know, I just I haven't seen the scene. Mm-hmm. It's kind of so, anyways, the tail end of like three seasons. This is like the big redux. Uh, like, you know, they had Mortal Kombat X, and then at the end of Mortal Kombat X, they made Mortal Kombat XL, where you could get like all the content. It's kind of like what they did with this. They had Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Now they have Grand Blue Fantasy Versus Rising. Mm-hmm. They gave it the PS5 release. Now it has crossplay. Now it has rollback. Now there's a free version with four characters that you can basically do most of the game with, which is kind of nice. We should talk about that as an accessibility thing in general. Yeah. Because um, you wouldn't have bought this game if 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 you know I wanted to play. This. Yeah. No. So that that's good in and off the bat. Um, but as far as a concept, like it's an anime fighting game that they basically put the special moves on one button where you can just like press a directional. Has has modern controls, if you will, like like Street Fighter Six. Modern, but like you, weirdly a little more complicated than modern, I guess. Well, so I'll I'll get to that. I'm talking about the release yeah, yeah. version of the game. Yeah. Um, it has auto combo where like if you hit square, 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 then it gives you a combo. So basically, like your button structure looks like square, square, square into the one button special move, and that's what you get. Yeah. Mid screen. If you're in the corner, then 
your special moves sometimes can get like a wall bounce and then you can get more damage. And that was basically all that was in the um, original vanilla version. release. Yeah. The vanilla release of the game uh, was like, you know, you got a little bit of damage mid-screen. You had uh, more damage in the corner because of the wall bounce and because of the proximity of, you know, you do a special move, you're like closer to the guy if they're in the corner already. And then they had like cooldowns on each of the specials where if you use the special move button you had a longer cooldown, whereas if you used the technical input to do the special move, the cooldown would shorten. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then, you know, that was very basic, the vanilla version. So over the life of the game, I guess they added some techniques that I don't really know, frankly, about. <laughs> yeah. um, overdrive was one of them, different things. Um, but anyways, this version of the game, this new reduxed, uh, re-release, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Now, uh, they've played with the cooldown timings. Um, the cooldown is the same whether you use the technical input or the special button. Um, I think the damage is more if you use the technical input. So. Oh, I didn't. Um, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I didn't. I didn't test it. That's just. Yeah. Um. Uh. So there's that. Um. There's an EX version that you can do of each move now. Like if you use the heavy input to do the special, that will cause the cooldown to be longer. And the EX version is like what you want for combo extension or more damage. So there's some like some, should I use the EX version? That thought goes through your head as you're playing the game. Yeah. There's also um, a way to ignore the cooldown now. Oh. Like if you do the special move with the each character has a unique attack, so on the X button mm-hmm. default. Um, if you use the unique attack with the directional input as the special, then it will ignore whether you have the cooldown or not, and it'll do like a big EX version of the move, and it costs actually your meter. Oh. So you can you can choose to use either your cooldown or your meter. So there's like a resource management um, kind of puzzle that you're playing with there. Then um, there's a thing that me and you were playing with. We're trying to figure out what it does. Um, There's this thing called, well, you have like, they're called bravery points. (laughs) Okay. And I I can't, I can't remember what the attack is called specifically, but it's basically like, basically like a street fighter DI, um, yeah. Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Over what's it? Drive impact. Drive impact. Yeah. Where it's like, like it's a big move that does guard crush. Mm-hmm. And when we were playing, we were struggling to figure out what you follow up with the guard crush with. Mm-hmm. If you just tap the thing again, it does a combo. Oh. <laughs> so it so it does guard crush, and then you hit it again, and then it does like a launcher. Oh. Okay. Um, you can also just combo into it, and if you combo into it, it does launcher. Mm, okay. So you can so you can now the combo structure you can do auto combo into DI into auto combo into special like even mid screen like so now you have more hmm. um options. Uh as far as counterplay to that DI, um you have a spot dodge and you have a uh like quick dash that dodges through attacks. Mm-hmm. Um if you spot dodge because the startup for the big di attack it, like the screen flashes blue it's like really slow 
if you hit the spot dodge button while I'm doing my big wind up crush attack, mm-hmm. then you get a punish. Oh, okay. Full combo punish. And then also there's basically like drive reversal, which is from Street Fighter Five. Yeah. Which is if you if you're blocking and you hit that um DI attack, it'll just do like a get off me. Okay. So you don't have to hold block. Pressure. I was wondering if there it's was like, something like that. It's like, yeah. a, pu- it's like a push, push block. block. Yeah. So though you know you add those three mechanics into each other, and like all of a sudden now we got a whole bunch of counterplay. Yeah. Like the wind up is enough on the DI that I could either dodge and punish you, or use the DI. Um, the push like block. Use use the push block and 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 get back, and so it becomes a thing. The the DI thing we told about. If you're mid screen, you do the follow up. It uses another one of your bravery points, which you only have three of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's what those diamonds were at the top of the screen yep, that we couldn't to figure get your out. Combo. Yeah. If you're in the corner, then the guard crush has enough hit stun on it that you can combo without doing the follow up thing. Mm-hmm. So we just weren't able to do that because we were poking around yeah. on the controller. Um, so then the other thing they added is like auto combo works with every button but if you do square 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 medium if you do light 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 medium he does like a low attack if you do light 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 heavy he does an overhead so it kind of has built in mix for every character in the game um, just with the Gatling auto combo thing and so every character has that then you add in like every character has the unique attack on X Mm -hmm on the X button. And now we have like all this variety that is built into all the characters, which I think is, is cool. Like that's a lot of, um, I just, yeah. I just like the thoughtful, like, okay, here's a technique that's aggressive and can get you a combo. And then there's obvious counterplay to it. If I'm looking for it. Yeah. And like those things are, you know, they make a good thoughtful fighting game and it looks really pretty. It does look really pretty. Like a, uh, they cleaned up the graphics like quite a bit. I think the hit effects look really good. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a whole robust like RPG story mode. <laughs> they added a, they added this like Fall Guys lobby mode that we didn't even get to try yet. But per- people are yeah, I'm really I, sh- I should look that up. I'm really curious what that looks like. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's just cool to see the game get a second life after. Yeah. Kind of the bad circumstances surrounding the first time it dropped. Mm-hmm. And this new, like, uh, rising version of the game comes with four new characters that weren't in the original version. So the roster's like 28 people, which is good from the original version that launched with 12, which I don't think is enough. <laughs> yeah, not really. Um, and I think they have planned, like, seasons now because there's, like, a $100 version of the game that you can buy. Okay. And so it should get a life. Like that game should have a, a healthy competitive yeah, continuing life. It, and the those four versions of the of the characters that you get in the free version, I think like two of them are going to rotate all the time. Oh, that's cool. So like even if even if you like just want to try the game, the only thing that's not available in terms of online play is you can only use the characters that are available for training mode and all that. Yeah. And it doesn't let you private match. Right, yeah. We could play each other so going into to... the lobby, the open lobby stuff, yeah. 
Which I think is that's like, fine. You know, that's not amazing, but it's fair. No, it's fine. Like you're not paying anything. The the free to play model for fighting games, I think, is something that needs to be explored more. That that is like, it seems obvious because every other competitive game does that is in the is in a free to play model now. Every other competitive the game entry is yeah. Every other competitive game that is based around characters, like yeah. so you let me play a little bit and let me like taste the game. And then I'm like, Oh shit. I think this is really fun. I want to see what the other characters are like. I'll buy the game, you know, like that. Yeah. It, it just, because I already like our little bit of playing that game. And the first time we played, it, I was like, this game is pretty cool. Like, I think it's fun to play, uh, in terms of like where I'm at with fighting games lately is like, I kind of just want to poke around with it. And- and just want to engage with all the mechanics and see how they interact. Yeah, like that's how that's how I am. I don't need to learn characters. Yeah, like I just want to see what the game. Yeah, works like, like I really like when we were first getting into fighting games, like just picking up just trying up all walk. the characters and just seeing what they do and whatever. Like that's yeah. really fun. And yeah, so getting a taste of here's a couple characters and here's variety between those characters, it made me be like. Maybe I should buy this. Oh, should I? <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. The, I wanna, like I want to try the other ones. Too. Yeah, like, and that's that's the hope. I want to try twenty four right? other characters. Yes, there's a lot more. Yeah. There's a lot more to do, especially when there's a lot more available. Like I would say, at the start of a game, maybe like Street Fighter Six, where there's a, a decent amount of characters, but like there's not a ton. It's not like you look at that character select screen and you're like, oh shit, I want to try right now. All of right now characters. we're twenty. Yeah. Which is good. That's good. But, um, yeah, I, I think the free-to-play thing should be explored more, for sure, with yeah, fighting games. It, it's it's just a way to be like, hey, play this with me, and there's no barrier. Yes. You know, like, there's, and, you know, there's that's no Im- barrier. That's important. That's important because, like, there's a distinction between wanting to grind a fighting game online and, like, I just want to play this game yeah. But, like, I don't need to learn it. Yeah. And, like, I have that problem all the time with you guys where, like, I want to play the game, but I don't want to play it by myself. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, you either have to remote play or, like, we have to play it when you have 10 minutes and we're, like, together at one time where we're trying to do 10, 15 other different things. And you, right. like, don't really get the chance to, right. you know, learn how the game works. And so, yeah, I agree, like, totally. Yeah. That should be a thing. Yeah, and, so, like, it was, when again, when we were first getting into fighting games, it was like, I'll just buy this because it's, like, $10. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. that, I'll I'll try whatever. We were at the amount. tail end of the PS4 life, right. so we, we were able to kind of grab a ton of them. For cheap. Without, like, spending. Yeah, yeah but I'm not yeah. going to buy, like, multiple $50, $60 yeah, fighting yeah. games, you know, because yeah. I know I'm not going to play them. Like, that's the, yeah. I just know I'm not going to get value play that that. much time worth right yeah yeah Yeah. so yeah bravo to psy games (laughs) for doing this letting and bravo to arc system works for designing a competent and interesting oh i guess are they technically the developer they're the dev yeah Yeah, they are yeah okay so it is an arc systems game but psy games is putting the money they're the publisher psy games is the reason they had three seasons in a failed launch Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's it's cool. 
Um, I you think you'd want to play more? I would. Yeah, I would play more around with those characters right now. I'm like, I'm not like I had the thought of, oh, I could buy this. I'm not going to, especially with Tekken soon. But yeah, um, yeah, I agree. But I would, I would probably play it more. Yeah, I'd be curious to mess around more with stuff because I definitely was like mashing a bit in that game. I was trying to be deliberate, but I was still mashing. So. Yeah, I just didn't know how things worked. It's hard to just like yeah. figure it out on the fly while you're trying to fight for your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we should uh, we should wrap part A up and jump into B. <laughs> part A. So drink break. Yeah. Bathroom break. Talk to my wife about Liza P. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap this one up, and then actual goatee stuff is gonna be in the next one. In terms of release, I'm gonna probably stagger them by like a day. <laughs> so, so if you however long you want to stagger, so do an official ending to this. Yeah. One. So the end of this one is gonna be normal. Thank you for listening to the Whiff Punish Games Cast. Uh, I usually don't do much more of an ending than that anymore. So keep keep playing. Yeah, games. keep playing games. We'll uh, see you in two seconds in Part B. Peace. Hello, Dad.